back to the Guitar Noise Podcasts. Back after way too long of a break, I'm afraid. My name is David Hodge. I'm the managing editor of Guitar Noise. That's at www.guitarnoise on the internet. This is podcast number 2828. And we're going to start in a little bit on finger-picking. Since finger-picking is the topic for the month of May 2010, it's not yet May of 2010, so you may not know that yet, but it will be announced on the site fairly shortly. Anyway, welcome aboard, grab your guitars, and let's have some fun and play. If you haven't done so already, you probably would like to start out by reading a few articles on the Guitar Noise site about fingerpicking. We have some very nice um, tutorials on Travis picking, which you can find um, either by putting Travis picking in the search website or by going to the Hot Lessons um, tab up on the top banner. Um, You'll find a thing marked Hot Lessons. And um, that will take you to one of the selected lessons. There are our two lessons on Travis picking, Travis style picking. And that's going to be important to start out with. We're going to do things very simply and very basically, um, just as we did with strumming. But you do have to have some place to start out with. Travis picking, just to give you a phenomenally short overview, Involves moving between, alternating between the thumb and the fingers when you pick. Um, So, for instance, if we're going to play a G chord, we would have our thumb of our picking hand, which would be most of your right hand, if you play right-handed. Anyway, you would first pick the low note, the G on the third string of the low E string, and then use your thumb to pick a different note, Usually the open D string, okay? And you can be doing that as a kind of like one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. It almost keeps time for you. You're your own metronome. Now some people would like to, instead of using the D, they're going to use the um, B note at the second fret of the A string. That certainly works fine. But we're going to, for the purpose of this lesson, use the open D string. And there's kind of a method to the madness in this as far as that goes. Believe it or not, once you get good at finger picking, you can use fewer fingers to make your chords. So for instance, a G chord, if I'm really careful about it, only needs two fingers. That would be the G on the low E string, and then the G on the high E string. Because if I pick a pattern without hitting the A string, you wouldn't even know I wasn't putting my finger there. Now, it's a good thing for beginners to keep their fingers in the full chord, because that way if you miss, See that is all right, but the whole point is is that as long as I have my finger on the note covering up the B note on the second fret of the A string, it does make life easier, and I don't have any mistakes. But 
When you get good and comfortable in a pattern, you will find that you don't have to worry about covering up all the strings as much. To start with, we're going to use a very simple picking pattern G. Um, again, we want to use the G note, the low E string on the third fret. That's going to be our first beat. The second beat is going to be using the thumb on the open D string. The third beat is back to the low G note. Fourth beat is the open D string again. So that's our thumb. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. All right. Now we're going to start adding our fingers. Okay. And we're not going to do an awful lot. This is going to be very simple, very sparse. So on the first beat, as I said, we have the low G note. Second beat, we use our thumb to pick the D open D string. On two and a half, we're going to use a finger, either the middle finger or the index finger, to pick the open B string. On three, we go back to the low G note. On three and a half, we're going to use another finger, again, either the index finger or the middle finger, to hit the open G string. And finally on four, we use the thumb on the open D string again. Okay? So again, incredibly slowly. One is the low G note. Two, the open D string. And is the open B string. Three, low G note, again with the thumb. And open G string. That's with a finger. Four, thumb on open D. So we've got thumb, thumb, finger, thumb, finger, thumb. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. Again, very slowly. One, cool things about finger picking is, is that as you get more comfortable with it, you will find your fingers tend to take to this fairly easily. So much so that in fact that one of the biggest dangers of finger picking isn't being able to do it, but to not just fall into one pattern and use it constantly. Um, and But we'll get to that point later, right? For right now, just getting comfortable is the big thing. So again, slowly, we have one, two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. Cool. Let's pick it up a little bit. So one, two, three, four. 
things that you can do to help yourself out is once you get it into your fingers, okay, well, start slowly, don't worry about going fast. Try very hard not to watch your fingers picking. That's the biggest problem usually with people. They want to watch the fingers picking the strings. It's okay to start with, but as soon as you can, stop looking at your hand. The ceiling instead, or look around the room, see if you see anything, chores that need to be done, chores that you're avoiding, dust that needs to be taken care of. The real acid test is that if you can have a conversation while doing this, and still keeping the picking in time, well, guess what? That means you'll be able to sing and play. Yeah, there was a mistake there. our fingers on the cord, we can probably get away with most mistakes. Now, I'm going to now put a finger not only in the low G, but also in the high G, okay? So that this time when I pick, second time, I'm going to hit that high G instead of the open B. Oops, let's try that again for real. for that high G note, I'm going to also pair that with the B note of the open B string. So that will sound like this. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. So you see the simple pattern that we have, if I'm not worried about my fingers picking each string exactly is going to give me a lot of different options and this becomes important too because again if you're playing and singing or just playing you know you don't want to be so locked into things that you can sound mechanical so here if I just go about it and not worry about which strings I pick but I just make sure that I keep the thumb steady I can have all sorts of things going on like this Two and three and four. 
started with finger picking. Again, the object is just like with strumming, to keep things even and in time. You can take all sorts of liberties with, with how you're doing in terms of a pattern if you, you know, are still insisting on the fact that pattern is, is a word that you have to have in your vocabulary, great. But the point is, is that you get to mess around with it and break it up in order to make it sound a lot more interesting. Okay? Good. In the second article on um, Travis Picking, we talk about adding a pinch. And a pinch is where we will pick two strings at the same time. Um, it happens usually on the first beat, but it can happen anywhere as far as it goes. Um, what we want to do in this particular case is I'm going to pick the low G note on the first beat like I normally do. But also I'm going to pick the open G string. Okay, so that's going to be my first beat. One, two, and three, and four. One. first things with our first podcast with strumming, one of the most important things you can start doing as a guitarist is to start combining techniques together. Things like pull-offs and hammer-ons and stuff are usually associated with lead playing and, you know, it's understandable. But rhythm players can make a lot more use out of them than lead players because more people play rhythm, if nothing else. And it definitely spices up how you sound. And you can just even make anything sound a lot better just by adding a couple of notes with hammer-ons and stuff. Okay? What we're going to do is we're going to start with a pattern that we've just did. Our pinch of the G notes. Okay, that's the first beat. Open D. That's the second beat. Open B is the and between two and three. Third beat is low G again. And is the open G. Four is the D note, the open D string again. So to remind you, we've got one, two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. The first time through, that's exactly what we're going to do. One, two, and three, and four. If you are doing this with your middle finger on the low G note, on the third fret of the E string, low E string, we're going to use our index finger, which you're probably not using at all, to hammer on to the A note at the second fret. 
of the g-string. So that's going to happen on the end between 1 and 2. So it'll be 1 and, okay, 1 and. So we add that to the pattern, and it's going to go 1, whoops, we're going to have the G pinch to start with, right? One, two, and three, and four. One, and two, and three, and four. One, two, and three, and four. One, two. We're going to keep that index finger on that A note when we finish out that measure. So, one, two, and three, and four. Hammer and hold. It's just, again, changing from a G to a G add 9 that's used in a lot of songs. Um, the one that most people will probably be familiar with is um, Gordon Lightfoot's If You Could Read My Mind. And again, this is a sort of little, tiny little rhythm thing that can really make a song a lot more interesting, particularly if you're sticking on one particular chord for a great length of time. There's nothing stopping you from going from G to G add 9 if it sounds good. Okay, you have to make the judgment call on that, but a lot of times it will. So, let's try that again. We're going to start with our open G and low G pinch. One, two, three, and four. One, two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and four. Let's try a better one this time. Two, and three, and four. One, and two, and much better. Take it slowly. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and two. That's regular. Now I'm going to add the G 
some fun and making the chord sound a lot better. And I want to end this with one more, which is going to be slightly more complicated, but not as bad as it is I'm probably making it out to sound. I'm going to start out as we did originally, with just nice, easy one, two, and three, and four. Okay? So remember that? Our one, two, Next one, I'm going to pinch the open D and open B strings. And when I pinch them, then I am going to cover them up like an A minor 7 chord. So that means my index finger is going to go on the first fret of the B string, like this. At the same time, my middle finger is going to go for the second fret of the D string, the E note there. Okay, so when I pinch them both, it'll be like hear that. And I'm going to use my thumb to pick the D string, and my middle finger or my index finger to pick the B string. And that's going to be the one of the second set of the second measure of four. And it's not going to be uh, spread out over half note. We're going to do this as a grace note. It's kind of like an oops. Hit it. Oh, I meant to do that. I didn't mean to hit that. I meant to go there. So you're going to do this as fast as you can. So you've got one, two, three, four, one. Okay. One, two, and three, and four, one. Okay. Now... Here we're going to break up our pattern a little bit, and this is why, again, it's really important to not fall into one finger style so much so that you're a slave to it. Um, instead of worrying about counting out our thumb, counting out one, two, three, four, we're going to use this pinch as one. Then we're just going to use the open G string, and you can hit it with a finger or your thumb. I find the finger usually works better. I'm using my middle finger on the pinch. That frees up my index finger to get that G note. And then on three, we're going to play the open B and D strings, take our fingers off of them. On four, pick the open G note again. So it's going to be one, two, three, four. One is the oops with the fingers doing the quick hammer on, double. One, two, three, four. One, two, So, putting those all together, we've got 
our first standard thing that we were doing. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, three, four. Let's try that again. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, three, four. One more time. One, two, and three, and four. One, two, three, four. Now, let's try to put that all together nicely in tempo. Very slowly still, okay? So one, two, and three, and four, and one, two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and four, and and two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and and four, and one, and two, and three, and four, and and two, and three. By the way, this is a very, very typical thing that you'll hear in a lot of music. Uh, Paul Simon uses this to distraction sometimes, especially in his earlier music. Um, and it forms a basis, you know, as part of what you'll hear in a lot of things like I Am a Rock or April Comes She Will, you know. Okay, and just doing a really quick hammer on in that A minor 7th shape. And, you know, again, if you've read any of our Open G song lessons, um, like Happy or, or, you know, any of the Rolling Stones stuff, you know that this is something that gets used by Keith Richards a lot, too. That's a great thing for acoustic guitar work. So here we go. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three. you can mix and match all this stuff up too. Like for instance, if we take our first pattern, the, well, not the very first pattern because we've been using that all over the place. If we go back to that adding the nine, adding the A note, one, two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and then switch.
point of this is to give you some things to do, just like strumming. I mean, finger picking, ultimately, you want to think of as strumming. It's just, you know, basically strumming one string at a time more than anything else, or pairs of strings at a time. It's all about the rhythm. And guitar players really, really need to know that, especially starting out, because if you don't get locked into rhythm and understanding that rhythm is the essence of a lot of music, um, you can be setting yourself up for a lot of problems down the road. And this is, um, you know, without getting on a soapbox about it, one of the reasons why I really try to encourage my students not to think in terms of patterns as much as counting. And I also try to get them not to think in terms of up and down as much as counting. Because if you start thinking of rhythm as a visual thing, you're setting yourself up to be lost more times than not. So anyway, welcome back to the Guitar Noise Podcast. We'll do a little bit more fun with picking next time out. <laughs> 